Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Boy, this is the last podcast of the Kieran Parents. Unless you want to go back through them all again. Yeah, so. then it's like the first is the last yes. and, the, and the first shall be last. <laughs> and sort of yeah. like that. Uh-huh. How many do you think we did? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe yeah. about uh, 16 or so. Yeah. And this, of course, isn't the end of the book. The book is still out there. It's available. Go ahead and feel free to go through it. Um, the Heart of Man is coming out soon, the movie on the September 14th. And we want to take that opportunity to start talking to some people about why that happened and what they can do with it. So it's just timing. Um, yeah. But we're still oh, absolutely goodness, jazzed yes. about this Cure and Parents book. And so we want to finish it out well. Yeah. And, you know... Thinking of the cure and parents, yeah. this movie, Heart of Man, it, it's it's all about the father's heart. That's it's right. all about how the father takes care of the son, and and so it'll be a a great follow on to this cure and parents series to to actually deal with the the father's face, the father's heart toward us when we're maybe not doing so well. Mm. Um, John, why don't you set us up though for yeah. this last yeah. go around on the well, cure and parents? Thanks. One of the things we really did not want to do in this book was to put a nice shiny bow on it and say, and everybody lived happily ever after. And so the the last scene is pretty brutal. The last scene is pretty rough uh, and wonderfully resolved. And you think, okay, that's it. But we thought, no, let's test this out seven Mm -hmm. months later and see what it looks like. So you have this scene where uh, Madison and Jeff, her boyfriend, are out for a hike. They forget their phones. They forget the time. And they are late. And it is Jim going back to his old patterns of control and and in charge. And he's angry and nobody's going to call him down. And he is he's, – he's really just that emotionally um, almost unhinged guy that we see for a moment mm-hmm. along in the book. But the beauty of this is – in the health of the truths that they have learned, Madison and Jim have come up with this code system. Mm-hmm. And the, it, when we get in trouble and when you think the other's not hearing each other, you could say these words and it would protect us. It would be saying, Dad, you don't know the situation. Dad, I can explain. Dad, stand down. So it's it is now... Allison has had a talk with uh, Madison on the phone and said, give your chance, your dad a chance to respond with integrity. And uh, so this day. That's finally, a smart grandma. Oh, it really is. Man, she's wise. Oh, she's good. She's she's the star of the book. Yeah, right? she is. Yeah. But this moment has come. And honestly, you just wonder, will everything collapse under the weight of this uh, situation? Or will of what they have learned really pay off? Mm. So it's beautiful what you're about to read, David. Yeah. But now the moment is here. It will take a lot of courage for Madison to try it. She's been rehearsing this scene for the last 45 minutes from the moment she knew that she would be late. What if he blows her off? What if he overrides his commitment to stand down? What if he throws the safety code phrase back in her face? <sighs> There's a lot on the line with the next several moments. Mm. And then, a 15-year-old girl gives trust a chance. Dad, I, I really like your haircut. 
Oblivious in his prepared anger, Jim spits back, I didn't get a haircut. Just before he's about to lose it, she smiles at him and tries again, a bit more slowly. I said, Dad, I really do like your haircut. And then, in the time it takes to take a breath, it hits him. To stop a triggered temper explosion in Jim is like stopping a golf swing on the descent. But in this moment, something stronger is revealed. His daughter is taking the supreme gamble mm. that her father, if given the chance, could be trusted with her heart. And so a destructive generational pattern is, in a breath, dealt a severe blow. Jim Clausen allows his daughter to protect him. In mid-breath, Jim stops. Sarah doesn't understand what is happening, nor does the next person stepping into the house. That would be Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Clausen, uh, please let me explain. <laughs> Everything is moving in slow motion for Jim. He responds, still in shock. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, I would like that. Mr. and Mrs. Clausen, this is, this is all on me. We, we took a hike out in the preserve, and I was the one who said we should leave our phones at home. I, I know, it's stupid. I still, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, we, we lost track of time. And, and by the time I asked a hiker what time it was, we were already late and a mile from the car. I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Madison kept telling me earlier we should get back. And <sighs> Mr. and Mrs. Clausen, I, I really screwed up here. Sarah breaks the silence. There's plenty of lasagna left. Stay for dinner, Jeff. Thank you, Mrs. Clausen. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in trouble at home, too. Jim has all sorts of things he wants to say to Jeff in the moment. The only words he can get out are, Thank you for being straight with me, Jeff. I believe you. Jeff waves. Bye to Madison, then turns and hurries out the door. Jim also has all sorts of things he wants to say to Madison in this moment. The only words he can get out are, Thank you, Madison. You're welcome, Dad. Sorry I scared you both. Sarah directs Madison toward lasagna. Jim finds something to do in the garage, and Sarah pretends to read a magazine, sitting not far from Madison. By the time Aiden is dropped off later, Jim, Sarah, and Madison have all settled into getting ready for bed. There will be no talks tonight. They will laugh and retell this story about the haircut line many times in the future. But tonight? It's all too fresh. None of them are yet even certain what has really taken place. But Madison? In front of the mirror, combing her hair, whispers these words. <sighs> Thanks, Grandma. Hmm. 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 So what do you think happens uh, to us when we are just learning in a maybe a clumsy way, a difficult way, to reset? What do you think goes on in our minds? What, what causes us to stop? and reset because we don't always stop. So what, what are the times when we, we catch our breath as, as it says here in the book, what's what does that? I don't know, but I can think of like this, the, the, the way that that is, is written. I can think of times when I've been in a situation like that, where I have made a deal akin to that. And I am so ready to explode uh, and I don't explode typically in a way that's that's loud, but I'm it, my anger is ready to explode. So it really doesn't matter how it comes, you know, <laughs> how loud it is or whatever. But when you realize that you have to stop and you don't want to, it's almost like my glands <laughs> physically like 
they start to fill with, if I don't do this, I am going to, I'm, I'm going to violate something, but I am so, it's like time slows down and this physiological response happens and you just know I have to stop, even though it's the last thing that I want to do. Um, it's a, it's a odd, odd, powerful and discombobulating feeling personally. Yeah. You do feel out of control because, um, it's not the way you'd normally operate. So this is the feeling of, of vulnerability or helplessness uh, when someone else is being trusted instead of you trusting yourself. It's like all of a sudden someone picks you up by your feet and hangs you upside down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably, probably the first time in their relationship. Yeah. There's such a fragile moment. Yeah. And, and the magnificent hope for generations to come that, that they're taking place in this moment, even though it was done clumsily. You know, that's true for all relationships. We're talking about parents and children, but it's true for spouses and it's true for friends and it's true for team members. This whole process of learning and I, and, and that's the operative word. We're learning, we're discovering how to submit to the strengths of another person so they can protect, not excuse, but protect our weaknesses. That whole thing right there operates universally, no matter the relationship. And the funny thing about that is it doesn't require the other person to be perfect or even necessarily to be in the right. Right. Someone can be in the wrong and yet still be able to protect you from your wrong reaction. And that is a insane yeah. reality of God that he could do that. And it actually speaks a lot to grace. <laughs> you, you, you know, what? I'm the only two things that like I'm in one of those right now with, with some friends, the only two things that matter are, is the person who you're going to ask to set up this situation. Do they have the others best at heart? Do they have a agenda or not? And if they don't, it can work. And then the other depends upon the humility of the one like Jim who's being stopped. Will he truly let the other protect him? Yes. Uh, and those two dynamics, if those are in place, there's a good chance this can work. You know, that's right. It it could work for three times and not work for the next two <laughs> and then work for one. And then that that really doesn't matter. The process of this relationship of grace and trust is the only way to learn life, the life of freedom that Jesus has bought for us. But it seems like there has to be a broker, like an Allison. It seems yeah. like there has to be Many someone times. Mm-hmm. Who, who is out there saying, let me bring this together. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't know how to do it. You've never done it. You've never seen it done. And so Allison was such a – and Jim, Jim never knew that Allison was right. – Brokering this. <laughs> Often we just need someone to lend us courage. Yeah. It's, that's n- right. it's not just painting the picture of the story. It's that you know that there's somebody who's advocating that's for right. you yeah. and who's saying, yeah, this is worth the risk. In fact, you're worth the risk. Yeah. You're even worth the risk of this going poorly. Yeah. You're that that's important. Right. That's right. And if it comes back that way, I'm I'm here for you. That's I'm right. with you. I got your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't even 
uh, think another thought. Just go for it. That's right. Risk it. That's right. Have the courage. So you may think that you need to be the one or be thinking about how for your children, you need to be the one to give, do all the giving and lending them courage and all of that. When it comes to parenting, just like this book, one of the most important things we need to remember is that we have so much need and that is designed by God. That is not a shortfall in you. That is a reality of grace, of relationship, of our relational God. And so you're going to need to be lent courage just like Jim did. But you might not always know that it came from your mom, who you may not have perceived it from through your daughter to you. And so the gifts of God get to be just as mysterious as all that, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. Well, we'll see you next week as we uh, start a, a new short series on the heart of man. Yeah, I want to I want to just remind people just cuz we're leaving the cure on the podcast there's beautiful small group questions in the mm-hmm. back. That's you guys excellent to, reminder. To, to be going yeah. through this with groups now that you've gone through this podcast would be one of the best things you could do. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks Terrific. so much. Thanks guys.